Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. One of the things that I'm interested in talking about this evening is apparently, this is something, I, I, this sounds like wild speculation, Melanie, so... It's I'm, professional speculation, let's hear which it. is like a half a step up or a step up. Okay, so there is a um, study that just went through, so it hasn't been peer-reviewed yet, but it's been published in the journal, I guess, to become peer-reviewed. I'm not Which sure. journal is this? Does it say? Uh, Research Gates. Okay. I don't, well, like I know my medical journal. Sounds a lot like Russia Gate. Well, I mean... I, than anyone I said, but I've gotten the same response, I guess. But so it was actually published in a science journal late last month. So the weird, the thing, and I, I kind of called this. I don't know if I called it on the air. In which case, it doesn't matter. The coronavirus is really weird in that it's really ageist. So it makes sense when there's a virus that kills really old people and really young people and immunocompromised people. Because sure. it's just killing weak people who can't fight it off. That's what happens. That's how diseases work. That's, That's how, how lions work. Everything works, right. yeah. That makes sense. But, but uh, to, 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 to step back just one second, viruses receive nothing out of killing you. It's just a uh, research article. So basically, they looked at the age. They, they said the same thing I did about ages, and they were like, well, this doesn't make sense. It only kills old people. It doesn't kill young people. The virus, uh, the covid 19 virus, yeah. Yes. So they looked at a correlation between people who have had the MMR vaccine and people who have mild or no symptoms from the coronavirus. And there is a really strong, it's one of those things that ends with, you know, we need to look at this a little bit more, but. Seems to be like MMR. It seems like be. MMR provides you with some immunity to coronavirus. Interesting. And the name of the study is MMR vaccine appears to confer strong protection from COVID-19. Few deaths from SARS-CoV-2 in highly vaccinated populations. Re- so rubella component of MMR vaccine may prevent death or severe disease from COVID-19. Why does Why do the... Um, old people catch it then. So um, two reasons. A, we give you get MMR at 12 months. So if you were born before that was a thing. Also, the guidance, which is stupid, says if you were before born before X year, I think it's 1959, whatever year it is, that you don't need it because we presume that you have been infected with it in the past. There seems to be some people who recover from this COVID-19 situation and really are in bad shape like their lungs their organs and all kinds of stuff they're in, you know they're they're just you know not doing so hot afterwards yeah. i'd rather die than live horribly depends how horribly yeah right i mean you can if you're your right. lungs are in bad shape and you can I, get away with it depends on how mask. old you were at the time if you're i don't know like if i'm like 90 i'm like you know i don't have it's not a whole lot, you know, I, I don't want to be like in pain 24/7 yeah. forever but if i'm like 25 it's like i still got stuff to do Okay. Well, that would be even more reason to just, you know, get on the oxygen tank, right? Like so if your lung capacity is only at 30% and you need assistance breathing, so you're not going to run a marathon, but you can still do life for the most part. Well, all I can say is is it would uh it, w- it wouldn't be pleasant, that's for yeah. sure. And the people that are, you know, 
people who are in bad shape, um, you know, physically not doing so well, they're the w- worst person to decide whether or not they should die. You know, because more, more than likely they're going to choose yes, die because they don't. No, feel they're like, going to choose really to live. Okay. Generally, why is that a bad? I don't see why that's a bad thing. Then it's because they're. <laughs> well, because... I don't see an alternative in that case. There are forces in the media who are using the Flynn case to tie the hands of the FBI from investigating any political candidate who declares himself a presidential candidate. Cool, let's all go declare candidacies. And anyone who has deep ties to an adversary nation will not be investigated will be persecuted and prosecuted instead if he dares to protect this country from someone attempting high penetration. That's what the Flint case is being used to do. Not to tie the hands of a president, but any FBI agent who investigates any presidential candidate. Are you willing to name the names of these sources in the media? Oh, there's a lot of them. They are they are tied to hundreds of radio stations. They they are tied to networking organizations that have hundreds of radio stations. What's the highest profile uh, name you know? Sean Hannity. Okay. That's what he's going to claim. I think that uh, with this COVID virus thing, you ever catch a mess of bluegill? Yeah. You scale gut them and fry them, don't you? Well, yeah, I they try to take the spines out of them. Um, I, I try to fillet well, them. Well, if it ain't big enough, you just fry them and then yeah. you hard fry them and crunch them. Yeah, okay. But in any case, they're gutting us out on this stuff. I found out the other day that when they have a patient in the hospital, right, yeah. if he's on Medicaid or Medicare and he dies of, he dies of anything other than COVID, right, he gets fit. The hospital gets fifteen hundred. But if they die off of COVID on a ventilator, they get almost forty thousand dollars. So it's it's just so sick how they have monetized this virus. And here in Indianapolis, they have uh, temporary workers. You know, you think it's the healthcare workers that are taking the swab test. They got people that they pull in off the street to collect the swabs and stuff. And the main thing they're trying to do is sell the uh, to, to sell test kits, right? Are you so, suggesting so, that hospitals would misdiagnose <laughs> deaths for money? I think that they are trying to juke our economy so that they can have a big transfer of wealth from the poor up to the rich because billionaires' uh, net worths have increased during this whole thing well, I, I don't about know 10%. I don't know that they're using that to do this. I think they're using it to cover that up. Yeah, don't they do that they anyway? Already, they, A, they do it yeah. anyway, kind of <laughs> cyclically almost, but also they just recently got rid of reserve requirements, which yeah. fractional reserve banking was bad enough as is. Now I don't even, it's just non-reserve banking. Right, the repo That's going to cause some problems and it's going to get blamed on COVID. Yeah, it's well. A lot of people are going to be singing a different tune when they get their property tax bill, and it's about thirty or forty percent more. And then they're going to blame it on COVID, and then you're going to be sitting around looking stupid. People will be sitting around looking stupid. Say, okay. oh, we need to still quarantine. Like most of the people I know, 
they have rebuked and scorned me and everything because I told them we need to have business. And they said, oh, you just being greedy. I said, you going to think greedy when you don't have money to pay your property tax gas. Because you're gonna be, you may be safe, but well, you're gonna be sitting out on a curb with your clothes. Yeah, I the don't. problem is, is that people think that money is value, and it isn't. Right. Money's a representation of value, and it's the thing a representation. Is, is the the government can hand out money, 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 but if there's no freaking pork chops to buy at the store, I mean, has anybody looked at the <laughs> price of pork recently? I actually wanted to call in about a related uh, cryptocurrency called T O N Ton which is the Telegram Open Network, or at least yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. It was a great idea. It was going to be a great project. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Pavel Durov shares a lot of the libertarian-leaning uh, ethos uh, ever since he had to flee Russia uh, because the Russian government and the Mail.ru, the Russian mail uh, conglomerate, took over his company. So he I've sold heard him being described million. as an anarchist as well. That's right. Well, I don't know how much or what kind of anarchist, but he seems to be an anarcho-capitalist, most likely. So well, he's not here um, to defend himself, so uh, we'll let that go. <laughs> I'm just saying, more more libertarian-leaning than a libertarian, potentially. There you go. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, I think since he was a kid, he had uh, uh, disrespect for authority. So, and since um, he was mistreated by the Russian government, you'd think the land of the free would welcome him for with his new technologies and just throw its open arms open wide for this uh, this this technology that would increase human freedom. What they do? Yeah, but this is the U.S. though. Not in the land of the free. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the only uh, the only thing that the U.S. is most free in is probably freedom of speech. Guns. Um, even Noam Chomsky, oh, the great no, critic I, of the Freedom of speech <laughs> is not a thing in anywhere else. I've looked- freedom of speech is unique, but I'm just saying guns. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. What was special about the Telegram network that required all these extra steps? And then how was it even then thwarted? It was known who they were. Is that the only thing? Well, the network effect yeah. is definitely a big thing. Uh, if millions or hundreds of millions of people are using your messenger, then you can introduce a pay button in that messenger in one day and people start paying each other. Right. So that was probably the thinking behind it. Essentially, they become an exchange in so much as uh, you, you give them money so that you can give money to somebody else, right? So okay. you're like, I'm going to throw $100 in my account so I can send uh, 50 bucks to uh, Richie. It's sent through a their own proprietary cryptocurrency called the TUN right. um, on the Telegram network, and then you receive it. And then you can cash it out into USDs or whatever it is that you right. want to cash it out into because it is a, an intermediary currency. I was actually going to call about the new planned restrictions for public schools uh, that Ohio is going to enact. Is this uh, when like they decide. August? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the guidelines, um, they have mandatory mask wearing for students and teachers. 
Interesting. That's, uh, that's got to be really difficult to wear a mask all day. It's one thing to walk into the grocery store with a, you know, probably strap your mask on um, as you're walking into the, the grocery store or whatever, but all day long? If it's the same well, mask, it's of, ineffective. If you think that's a problem, I mean, it is, but it isn't. A lot of uh, individuals that work at hospitals, if they don't get the flu vaccine, have to wear them for eight to ten hours at a time. Okay, so. well, but they you change could just masks. get the vaccines that are appropriate for being a health professional, and then you can just not do that. Unless they don't want the vaccine and the, their choice. But anyway, what I was going to get to was it not, not only that, but they are going to have uh, whole, uh, temperature checks every single day to make sure that they're not sick. That's incredibly and, uh, invasive, and I don't think most people know why. TSA I would like to know about that. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Melanie, why is it a problem for me to, for people to, you know, to, to get the temperature of people as so they wander by? So if you have female employees and you are recording their temperature every day, which, by the way, is mandated in the state of New Hampshire for the time being, you can know really creepy things about your employees. You can know... When they ovulated, you will know they are pregnant probably before they do because most people don't pay that close attention. Some people, I like me, for instance, they just have hotter temperatures. Yeah. And you're going to be excluded everywhere. Well, I won't because be. Because you run But there's, if for, for everybody who's me, there's another, there's another, for every hundred of me out there, there's one dude who's another half a degree or three quarters of a degree Fahrenheit uh, above that. And then for every hundred of him, there's one guy who's another three quarters of a degree higher. And like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just making up some numbers here. But ultimately, that guy's going to have a really difficult time getting a government school education. But I do or agree with you, Stephanie. Because they're bringing it to TSA. They're doing it the TSA also. Stefan, I do agree with you. We should not, or we either we should or should not be arguing about whether or not to add carrots to the poison, already poisoned stew. All right? So the stew is poison. I don't care if they add carrots to it. That's how I feel. And so government school is a middle-class welfare babysitting day prison indoctrination it is a center. <laughs> and shouldn't exist... In a free world, so what they Call do at the is. door... It's, it's, it's indoctrinating daycare, is what it is. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. if they're going to do weird, creepy things, they should be doing weird, creepy things to the parents who have a say in the matter, not not the prisoners. And if you want, well, 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 and well, if you don't want to send your kids there, you shouldn't be forced to pay for it. You know, there's a great diversity among teachers, but on the other hand, I would say... Actually, that the vast majority of teachers are really concerned about their kids, and even in public schools. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine it. There are, there are probably possibilities, but I can't imagine a teacher who has really little or no interest in the kids because kids are so amazing. And, that doesn't um, actually negate whether or not a public school is a good place for a kid to be. Yeah, and I, I guess well, but my point on this one, Robert, is is that for me, here's I'll tell you my experience, and this is the only thing I can talk about. Um, you know, most people when they choose between government schools and private schools, if everything was the same, meaning they didn't have to pay money, would choose to send their their kids to private schools because I don't know reasons. But for me, what the reason was um, is is that I went from the dean's list, and for those that don't know what that means, that doesn't mean I was in trouble every day. What that meant was that's a higher than honor role. Super smart guy. Well, super studying. I don't know about smart or not. In eighth grade, I was on the dean's list every single quarter, and then when I went to ninth grade, when I switched over to uh, to government school. I failed two classes: biology one honors and English. Uh, English nine honors. And 
I don't, I mean, I can't tell you why it is. I don't think those two teachers were bad teachers, but I, something occurred where my grade point average went from the very best in my class to crap. I don't think it was the work that was too difficult. And, uh, I'm going to reveal what I believe the difference was. The difference was I was terrified because I had been taken from, you know, a school where there were 50 kids in a class. Um, so, the, you know, split into two classes, two homerooms or whatever, and moved into one where there's 1,500. Wow. Those 50 kids paid X number of dollars per year. Their parents paid X number of dollars per year to f- send them to the school where the doctors and lawyers and whatever good folks of uh, Bradenton, Florida, sent their kids. The 1,500 student, the, the parents of the 1,500 students in that freshman class at uh, Bayshore High School paid Zippo. To send their kids to a middle-class welfare, babysitting day prison. And what did you get? Inmates at a middle-class welfare, babysitting day prison. These kids, um, in many cases, I mean, they were, I mean, the bullying began right away. Like the first day, they saw somebody new, different, and weak. And, you know, I got beat up relatively regularly, treated badly in the hallways. It's not like I was Mr. Popular at the Christian school either, but I could achieve through academics. But someone was valedictorian of your class. Yeah, right? somebody was valedictorian. Someone made it through all that and sure. did Somebody well. probably well, who just started because that's how math works. <laughs> right. There is a highest number. It might be like 1.5. You know, we were at uh, Sam's Club before the lockdown actually happened, and there was plenty of meat. On the shelves, right? But the, the the guy was like putting out the 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 ground beef or whatever, and he said like this is the last rack, like once this is gone, it's gone. And I'm like, ah, okay, you know, we got some frozen whatevers, um, and then like a couple of weeks later, making the rounds again, just like Melanie said, like you know, meat was gone. Like I, I went to the grocery store to you know, to yeah, like they some. open at eight. If you're there at nine, you ain't getting nothing. And I stopped off after work, so it was like you know five yeah, or six o'clock, so nothing, completely gone. Um, except for, you know, there's like, you know, I, I called my wife I'm like, hey, how bad do we need hamburger? Because it's the, you know, the organic fresh, you know, like there's two packs left and they're ridiculously expensive. So if we don't need it, not getting it. One time we I went, it. they had one thing on the whole wall of like yep. chicken, pork, everything. And it was like this tiny pack of like grass fed organic like That's the lamb. One. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was like yeah. this. They big. had some of that left. Yeah. But um, one pack and that was it. And my my general uh, barometer for you know meat prices is I I used to uh, get the ten pound log of ground beef from Walmart, and so my price point on that like whenever we shopped elsewhere for ground beef I like I would compare that price to this price and yep. it was twenty bucks for a ten pound log. So what so is that? $2 two bucks a pound. pound. Okay, right. I was in Walmart a couple of days ago. That same log, which they finally have back in stock, right? Because every time I've gone in between, empty, right? They had like three of them back in stock. Forty dollars for the same log. Wow. So four dollars a pound. Twice as much as it was, uh, you know, a month or so ago. I wanted to bounce back. Uh, you changed subject a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, with the food situation, that's an important thing that's going on right now. But I want to bounce back to the education uh, system. Has anybody uh, mentioned, you guys might have, uh, with all of these school closures and everything, um, are we going to, as the taxpayers and, you know, what they steal from us, uh, are we going to see a rebate? No. Uh, no. See, see, the, the teachers are still getting paid, see. The the private school I sent my son to said, uh, we consider your tuition to be a contribution. 
Wow. (laughs) So, no. Now, they're making an effort to do something online, but frankly, I can tell you that young Master Edge, in some cases, chooses not to do his work. There's no grade coming out. There's nothing to preventing or incentivizing. I've heard government school teachers, I know a couple, say that they've basically been told that they need to be there for the kid, meaning... Um, you know, grades don't matter. Pat Nothing matters. Back. Yeah, that, that right. it's supporting people during these uncertain times. Oh, because they're trained to be a psychologist instead of a teacher, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. and are qualified to do this. Vance, so you mean to tell me that uh, even though we're, we're they're not attending their uh, elaborate go, uh, taxpayer funded daycare centers, that uh, we're still having to pay for it. I mean, right. this, yes. My my blood pressure just went up. One of the sort of strange things that happened um, earlier this year was that because tourists weren't allowed to go different places, their you know the economies of these places were sort of breaking down. But in some places, there are wild animals that you know uh, are are affected by tourists. So. Pretty soon, the monkeys are uh, like run, roving in gangs in like Bangladesh. Yeah. I don't know where it was. Well, if uh, they would let them have guns, like in the U.S., they would have less yeah, of well, that. There's problem. been a handful of stories, even in the U.S., where some of the wildlife are entering the cities again. <laughs> but um, well, well, maybe we can eat them. I don't want to eat monkeys. That's too close to people. But like okay. you know, deer and bears and stuff, we can eat that. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question. Should they go open season on wild animals since there's a food shortage? And just let people who can hunt hunt for their own meat. Um, well, I would say that from a, uh, a wildlife management standpoint, they cannot do that. Okay. Um, now there are That's, things you end up basically eating your seed crop in in. I know it's not seeds because it's animals, but basically that's what yeah. you end up having. Okay. If you, but there are animals that it's open season on in some states. You can check yeah. with your state to find out what is in open season. But I know in Texas, for instance, it's open season on boars all the time, okay. hogs all the time. No, uh, if they're pigs. overrunning things, then yeah. you would want an open season. And well, this is not from a libertarian standpoint. There's a silver lining to the virus-related lockdowns in New York City. That is, the rat population is now starving. Uh, just last year, New Yorkers were complaining about rats taking over the city. Now it seems these rodents have food security issues. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was it a food desert or whatever. <laughs> There's a food desert. New, New York's a food desert population. for the rat population. Uh, oh an urban rodentologist has told the Wall Street Journal that rats have become. Who pays this man? <laughs> Who writes his check? <laughs> I mean, if he's got a business card that says urban rodentologist, I want to know who pays his paycheck. Look, the as, state, far as, probably. as far as the article is, <laughs> that's they, who pays all the other exotic professions. They don't even the... name him right away in the article. Yeah. Just an urban rodentologist. <laughs> National Council on the Arts. <laughs> uh, they the, the rats have become hostile and are resorting to cannibalism, as you said, Mark, as food becomes scarce with restaurants closed. And by the way, they will get hostile when they're hungry. I mean, normally they just, you know, when they got full bellies, they run away. But when they don't have full bellies, they'll fight for food. Okay. And they'll fight you for food. And apparently they're going to because they're, they're, like I said, they're food shortage. Uh, strict social distancing has confined millions of people to their homes as economic activity has ground to a halt in the city. Businesses have shuttered operations, resulting in cleaner streets and less trash. Food security has become a significant issue for these rodents, 
forcing some to migrate to new areas. I'm on the tractor right now, eating wheat. <laughs> My concern is uh, uh, with this COVID thing, and I don't want to get I don't want to get all political, but when the president tries to uh, you know demonize the Chinese, and they, they maybe they need to be held accountable, but when he calls calls them out, name calling and stuff, it's not helping our trade situation. That's what concerns me. Is I'd like to get to the bottom of this trade thing and. We're going to sign blame whenever whenever we need to. Do you really but, think that if China finds it advantageous to them to trade with the U.S., they're not going to over mean words that they know is coming from a politician who's trying to win re-election and probably doesn't I'm mean afraid it? I'm afraid they might be willing to wait out this election, and that's just time that we can't afford. You know, that's all I'm saying. So um, do you do trade with China just, as a farmer? Well, we do, we do some uh, wheat and beef. Japan's our biggest beef uh, customer, I believe, but uh, we need to get this wheat thing going, and that helps. Well, that's my main commodity. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, you don't grow cows. Anyway, in, I don't want to. I'm, I'm, I, I raise a lot of cattle too. But anyway, that's my concern. Is I think we need to just temper down the rhetoric and and assign blame when it comes. But just let's get this trade thing going here. That's my concern. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.